I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, where we want access to the finest bags known to humanity. We want them here, and we want them now. We're very happy to be your handbag hunting hosts, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I've worked in factual radio, entertainment, TV, and international sport, dealing with high-profile people under often stressful circumstances. But apparently that in no way qualifies me to oversee an altercation over which of my children sits on what side of the car. I'm a journalist and editor with years of experience in news, fashion, and features. I've also now got qualifications in craft making, Lego tidying, and wet wiping. Ah! This is the one where we talk weddings, royalty, and unexpectedly, swimwear with a party-tastic parent. Our guest this week is a party planner extraordinaire who worked on events for the Prince of Wales and Elton John before landing a role organising the Queen's Golden Jubilee, which catapulted her career globally. She threw bodacious bashes for ship launches, sports fundraisers and landmark anniversaries before specialising in the stuff of fairy tale parties for royal weddings across the world, most notably that of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge no less. And as someone who planned her own wedding in under three weeks, she's clearly the woman who makes the seemingly party impossible possible. This is the superb Sophie Hare. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. This is very exciting to have you on. Your CV is astonishing. I mean, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's wedding. Should we start with that? Oh yeah, I was very lucky on my gap year post-university. I found myself sharing a tent with Prince William. As we all have at some point, (laughs) you know. And prior to that, I'd never really had much interest in the rules. You don't as a young person, necessarily. Lots of women did have a lot of interest as a young person (laughs) in (laughs) Prince William. (laughs) (laughs) On returning to the UK, the Golden Jubilee was taking place, and I landed myself a role organising a party at the palace, uh, which was great fun. I'd worked for quite a few party planning companies, literally doing work experience, and then went for an interview with one of the most terrifying women I've ever met, who has... Who was it? Just to set the scene. Was it the Uh, Queen? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a lovely former employer who's got more CBEs following her name than probably anyone else. She was really lovely and I knew that if I worked for her team of ferocious event women, I would probably be okay. And you were okay. You were more than okay. You've done brilliantly well in your career. I'm desperate to see what a party planner has in their bag. Can you describe yours to us? I am a mother and a wedding planner. And when I first became a mother, like most of us, I bought one of those ginormous bags 
bags from the mothership, even though she was the size of a pea. (laughs) (laughs) We could have gone away for the best part of a year, let alone five minutes. Within 30 seconds of leaving our front door, the baby had disappeared to the bottom of the bassinet and the whole buggy had tipped over. But she's safe and well today, yes? (laughs) She's safe and well. I returned home, unpacked the bag, put it in the attic and I got a long chomp out. happens to be a different one because I update them every year. But I do stick with the long chomp because it's wipeable, it's machine washable. Is it? It is. Even with this the one has, Even with the leather. I mean, to be honest, everything's machine washable. It's just whether it resembles what it used to look like. <laughs> and it's got its own baby. Oh, look at that. <laughs> a mini tote. <laughs> I think possibly as an events person, I just shoved everything in it in case something should happen because I wanted to be over-organised. <laughs> this is insightful. You are very organised. Should we have a look to see what you can find in there first? Oh, papery. Is, <laughs> this is a document with 100 items required for any future groom and bride for their wedding. So this is very organised. You give this to a bride and groom or do you talk them through it? What do you do? What's your process? Well, I came up with this when I was working for Lady Elizabeth Anson. Who is Lady Elizabeth Anson? She was the very first party planner in the UK, set up in the 60s. Cousin to the Queen and has organised more royal events than anybody. When she came out, as you do at your debutante ball... Oh, she's so old school. Yeah, so old school. Fabulous. She realised that actually living just outside Windsor in a townhouse she was not going to live the life of her cousin and that she needed to work and she wanted to work she had all the right contacts and she became the UK's biggest and first party planner she did the Rolling Stones Mick Jagger love it I love the fact that that sits side by side with the Queen (laughs) yeah so I worked for her and became her senior event manager it was great what are the key things then that she taught you I think that the most fundamental thing is when you're meeting the client actually to put yourself in their shoes often brides especially are very overwhelmed they get very excited about the engagement possibly what they've wanted for quite some time and then suddenly looms this big day some brides love being centre attention and some of them really don't some of their mothers or families have got the perfect view of how their wedding day should be it's quite overwhelming it's not something they want they actually want to escape run away <laughs> run away <laughs> that's something my dad suggested that we did he was like listen how about I give you some money and you just quietly go and get married and I just have something small because the whole thing is a little bit inconvenient (laughs) for me so because the other thing might be a bit too expensive it's a a good point he thought he was making a really good case for this I didn't take it quite so well Are you ashamed of me? (laughs) Okay, so you have various different brides, various different families that you deal with. Do you always approach each case in the same way? Do you always go in and go, right, these are the things I need to know, your non-negotiables, if you will? I do, because everyone wants to put on a great day, but it doesn't have to be the most expensive bells and whistles. It doesn't. You know, you've got to personalise it and you've got to talk to the bride. Can we talk about the phenomenon of the bridezilla? Because I'm suspecting that you may have come across a few in your time. Do you know, I will be briefly honest here and I had to say I haven't in terms of the bride. Oh, no, no, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You are just too good at your job. You're not going to dob anyone in. We want names. <laughs> it tends to be the mothers of the bride who are the more 
tricky ones to work with. Why is that? They, it's their big day. It's their, sorry, that's their daughter's Oh yeah, and there's the mistake they made. There we go. There it is, definitely. I'm organising an interesting wedding at the moment where the groom is Jewish, the bride is Catholic, and the parents-in-law are paying for the wedding. They are the nicest, nicest people ever. Well, I feel like I'm at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Do you know who yeah. should do the speech? You. <laughs> no way. No way. But I had a lovely chat with her today, and as long as there's constant communication, then you don't get the need for stress and bridezillerism. So you know, what would you uh, say is the most important element to get right? In terms of making a good party, I would say food, guest list, and music. Timings. That's the other thing, because that, that's where things can just go horribly wrong. If like I think if the wedding starts too early and people are drinking for too long, it can kind of, the atmosphere yeah. can yeah. kind of die, can't it? Yeah, it can, it can go one of two ways, <laughs> but they're very specific ways. Yeah. <laughs> the champagne reception is without a doubt one of my favourite parts for wedding. When people bring round champagne, I go, right, I'm on this. I think, well, yeah, maybe two glasses of this, because then it'll stop and we're on to the next thing. I went to a wedding where I was just knocking it back, knocking it back. I have no idea what was for dinner, who I was sat next to. I said that to my husband the other day. He went, you were sat next to me, you idiot. I'm like, well, you were very unmemorable. <laughs> but I felt really sorry for my friend who'd organised this wedding, because she'd done a lot of organisation, had this wonderful vision, and accidentally massively overfed all of her guests a bucket of booze and therefore none of the little touches are appreciated they all just want kebabs and then instead of vision it was double vision yeah, oh my god it was it was I'm on fire you are absolutely <laughs> I know you're brilliant but in terms of cost saving and organisation why do you think people need to have a wedding planner people who get party planners are the people who are having weddings with 400 plus guests simply managing the RSVPs on your own while holding down a full time job it's hard work doing the table plans for 400 people because that is one of the most important things at a wedding isn't it it's huge People say, oh, I went to this great wedding, but I was on the most rubbish table. Okay, so what's your advice? Where where do you sit? Oh, Jess, where do you sit? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I was just so subtle that I didn't even notice myself saying it. These things just fly out, literally. <laughs> You're on fire today. So, yeah, sorry, back to the question. You mix people who've got things in common, not necessarily met before. They've got a, a common interest. That can't be the case with royal families, though. Presumably there's a little bit of protocol. There's a little bit of protocol you just have to swat up on the ancient history of various international it's, royal uh, families yeah I became great friends with someone at Debrett's yes sure. okay so wedding etiquette yeah can we get into yeah. that it's uh it's huge and especially with the royals when you're having people from all different countries not only for weddings but for the jubilees there are certain countries you can't sit next to each other because of political warfare <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be uncomfortable Sophie what an enormous responsibility these incredible important people from around the world how on earth do you deal with that kind of pressure do you know what everyone says to me god that's such a stressful job how do you do it and how do you do it with kids but actually it's all planning if you're planned in advance and three things go wrong you've got time to sort them out with the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge what sort of wedding did they want they very much wanted their own wedding their day that could be shared publicly with the nation one of my favourite bits is when Prince William drove Kate in the Aston Martin with all the cans dangling off the back that was brilliant yeah and did you know that actually he was driving with a handbrake on <laughs> oh no is that a euphemism for marriage <laughs> he, I think he was so distracted by the whole thing that he drove with the handbrake on and it, it clapped out behind the palace walls by all accounts did you really <laughs> 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There was a big party, but it was their elements in it, like the trees in the abbey. Oh, yeah, they were yeah. beautiful. They were yeah, I remember those. Where oh. did that idea come from? That was Lady Elizabeth Anson's idea. It's something I think she'd always wanted to do, and this was the time to do it. Good gracious, she sounds amazing. Did you work with her vision then across the whole wedding? Yeah, all the weddings. It was mind-blowing. The Friday night, we had 500 visiting foreign royals, along with the UK royals uh, at, a, at the Mandarin Hotel. They all arrived in order a protocol with the Queen arriving last the flowers were amazing it was a sit down dinner Prince Charles was there the Queen was there you know just being part of it it's one of those very rare occasions when you're on the inside and you see everyone looking in do you have an out of body experience at that exact moment and go what am I doing <laughs> it was pretty surreal um, there are various signs that the Queen has as to when she wants to leave none of the signs were being shown and the evening that was supposed to finish at 10.30 the night before the wedding day we were all still there <laughs> Yes, Fantastic. she's a party queen. I love that. <laughs> Everyone always goes really too big on the first night, don't always, they? Always. Yeah. I love the fact the royal family are no different. I'm obsessed with wanting to know what the queen's signals are. You can't tell me any of them, can you? It's pretty simple stuff, like putting your bag on one side of the table or one side of the floor. The protection officers who are in the room and Prince Philip know what's going on and then they take her lead. But that's so good that she's so subtle. She doesn't just go, you know what, I'm going to hit the hay. <laughs> I think she's amazing. I really do. I was very honoured to be invited to a party at St James's Palace as a thank you. And there were a hundred of us there along with the Queen and I'd left my eldest at home with my husband with a little temperature. She was tiny. It was the first time I'd got a dress on in ages and I had heels and I went in a taxi and I went to the palace. <laughs> Sophie, most people go to all bar one. <laughs> you went to the palace. I was very lucky and it was 
was great fun because lots of the people that I'd worked with were there and although they hadn't had babies they were still up for celebrating my first night out and we got to drink pink Bollinger I remember it vividly and I had my mobile in my bag we were all strictly told that you're not allowed to have your mobile on so I thinking I was clever had it on vibrate so sure enough there I was talking to the Queen and having a really nice conversation talking about events saying how do we do it how do you do that how's it not stressful and I'm thinking you run the United Kingdom <laughs> I organise little drinks parties <laughs> at which point my phone vibrated and I got my phone out right in front of her she said don't worry and I said I'm really sorry I'm really your majesty I'd had quite a few Bollingers by this point <laughs> I did take the call and my daughter was having a febrile convulsion so I jumped in her <gasps> which was terrible well, we, she'd had them before so it wasn't the first time so I jumped in a cab outside the palace and arrived at St George's and the doctor was saying so what time did you give her Calpon I was like Calpol? Bollinger? What? <laughs> <laughs> They're both That's awful firstly was she okay? She was absolutely fine yeah she's outgrown them now Thank goodness she was alright bless her you must have been so worried and secondly what to all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> I like cake This is a good opportunity for us to have another fumble in your bag for your second item Sophie. Right just in the bottom of my bag is a, uh, a key ring which uh, I'm rather embarrassed to say says property of Buckingham Palace do not remove and I actually <laughs> removed it. I actually did <laughs> remove it. I see your rules Palace. But I do vividly remember thinking I must return it. <laughs> <laughs> On the to-do list. <laughs> I was really interested to talk to you about the whole having it all thing. And it seems like you've been really good at managing that and not feeling guilty about the fact that sometimes you are going to have to say no to things and just sort of saying, right, you know, yes, I work, but I also have a family. I was really lucky. I was asked to work on the wedding of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge when my daughter was 14 months. And I hummed it hard for the whole of two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and you threw your child on the side and ran to the palace. And ran to the palace. <laughs> so it worked really well. And on the days that I couldn't get childcare, my eldest came to the palace with me and she sat next to me on her own little desk, little table and chairs that they got for her. And she drew lots of pictures and she would have a nap and I would walk around the grounds and then in the afternoon she would sit and play with the corgis and feed them paper clips and staples and <laughs> and they're all still alive. <laughs> this is, yeah, that was the next question. You so, yeah. so as a working mum with a very high profile job, how do you decide what gets priority? The only way I could manage it was by working for myself and setting up my own company whereby I work on the days that my children are at nursery and at school it works and I can like most of us mums who work for ourselves I work in the evenings and I enjoy it because it's something for me recently I wanted to work on the Queen's 90th birthday and I got the job and then I was told the hours and frankly it wasn't going to work I got two young children it was a really hard decision because it was the first time that I've turned something down career wise but my children came first this time and they really did I know that I made the right decision presumably there'll be other celebrations with the royal family that you can work on obviously depending on how well I edit the podcast. <laughs> I need to wear both of these crowns. Sophie, that sound very much signals that we need to try and find your final item in your bag. Oh. 
rustling. My final item is a rather boring sachet of chocolate-flavoured Cambridge diet weight plan. I love the fact it's Cambridge. You are so on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a Cambridge... <laughs> Diet plan. <laughs> Maybe this is Kate's secret. <laughs> do you know what they should do? They should put Kate's secret on that and then use what the Daily Mail do and put a question mark after it. Because um, yeah. then you can, yeah, say, yeah, anything. can say anything. Say anything. Yeah. 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 So what's this all about then? This is a diet plan. And basically you have three to four shakes a day. Uh, you have a consultant who weighs you, measures you weekly. Oh God, they oh. sound horrible. No, well, mine's actually really nice because because she's just had a baby and post baby she's the same as me now so we're actually having a bit of a competition oh, I have the really? most frustrating husband who can eat anything and everything good and bad and actually lose weight oh what's his secret don't know thyroid problem I've seen I've <laughs> <laughs> We've... I said just a suggestion. <laughs> Why a shake? It's summer. I tried the 5-2 and I actually started off by doing 2-5 because I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't work. It felt very lightheaded. Um, <laughs> so it's a totally different type of shake. I almost passed out at drop-off. I felt I actually felt ill and I need something rigorous. They actually taste really delicious. If you put them in water in a glass, they taste revolting. But if you nutribullet them with ice cream. Sprinkles surprisingly. It's not dissimilar to ice coffee. <laughs> you have to have a complete blowout before you do it and then decide, right, okay, I feel really horrendous from my blowouts. It's June, I'm going on summer holiday at some point. I we need to need rein to it in. Holiday. Why do we torture ourselves with this? The problem is not our bodies the problem is swimwear it is not made for bodies <laughs> it's just, i hate having to get holiday ready i don't do the bikini anymore no I don't. no no no. I don't. no not since children no 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 but i might in a couple of months time yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with a sort of chic one piece you're in your underwear in front of a load of strangers on the beach and then you're expected to be feeling all kind of confident and everything i would prefer to be in my underwear my underwear makes me look better than bikini why is swimwear designed by people who hate you? <laughs> so you say about the one piece, but I am yet to find one that doesn't give me four buttocks. Yeah, they do. Why? You're right. It's like a packet of hot cross buns. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Vacuum packs. Hot cross buns. Yeah. Oh, it's one applause for you. Why do swimmer manufacturers, what are they so afraid of? What will go horribly wrong if it rides up ever so slightly? They've managed to get it sorted out on the underwear front, but not on the swimwear front. No, I... and the thong is too much. Yeah, no, no one no. needs to see we that. We don't live in Brazil. Peter Stringfellow, <laughs> no one needs to see it. I do not like swimwear. I only buy Australian swimwear because they really don't do the hot cross bun thing so much. Really? Yeah, they wear swimwear all year round, don't they? It's part of their everyday wear. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's no accident that the Brits are really good with barbers and wellies. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> they like, cover please, you. can we talk about your glamping experience? How was it? It was actually very good because it wasn't like camping in the slightest. This is excellent. I'm very pleased to hear this. It's an ideal alternative if you don't want to get beach body ready. The only thing you have to get ready when you go glamping is an extra pair of trousers to put on top of the trousers you're already wearing because it's so cold. So yeah, I was very much barber ready. No one needs 
to see your hot cross bums. <laughs> <laughs> it's a less intimidating experience, I would say, than the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes, no thong bequi- bequi- bequini. Bequini. Oh, look at me. I can't help myself tonight. <laughs> Mummy, there's popcorn in my shoe. Sophie, we have to leave it there. Thank you so much for being a brilliant guest. How has your experience been on Handbags at Dawn? It's been great fun talking to you both and I'm a great fan of the show. Yay! Yay! So Sophie, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, if they have a wedding they need to organise, if they want a party planned, how can they find you? They can reach me at partyperfectsurrey.co.uk and partyperfectsurrey on Instagram and Facebook. We'll be speaking to you again next week, but if you want to speak to us in the meantime, please contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Handbags Podcast. And of course, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. You've been lovely. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.